The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday, January 22nd, and we are mere days, hours away from two of the final three NFL games of the season. It's conference championship weekend. Very exciting, of course, and uh, we will be doing our pick show right now to break it all down. You can watch this pick show live uh, leading up to the Super Bowl, if you're not catching it right now, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports HQ. Uh, it's Thursday, January, uh, January 21st. If you're watching it, streaming it, that's when we record it. Or on youtube.com slash pick six. All our episodes are live there. We do live, uh, emergency podcasts when coaches are hired or when Philip Rivers retires, when Drew Brees retires. If you want to see us, you can do that. And, um, anytime you want to dive on and, uh, you know, Hang out like after the fourth quarter of the Chiefs Bills game. The whole fourth quarter will live stream. Me and John Breach will watch it and react to it, sweat through some bets, and then we'll uh, record our podcast live. So make sure and check it out. Picks and props for the conference championship games coming up. Uh, also, bold predictions. Nick Sirianni to the Eagles. Emergency podcasts are in the feed. So make sure and check that out. Joining me now to make picks for the championship games, Pete Prisco, RJ White, and Kenny White. What's up, guys? What is up? up? Hello. Feeling good? Feeling good? Pete? Four, four, four teams left. That's it. It's crazy. Where'd the season go? Um, fast? Did it go know. fast? It always goes fast, right? It always goes fast. How about you, Kenny? Yeah, it flew by. I'm amazed. I feel like this was the fastest season ever. It just from start to finish, it was done. So we're going to get all the games in at this point. Like we're not, I cannot see the, like the NFL is going to get. You just pushed it. You just pushed it. <laughs> they got to push it back a month. They'll push it back a month. I mean, what are they going to do? You mushed it like you mushed the picks on this show. You mushed it. So it's not going to be the XFL where they stop in the middle of the season. We just have to name a, name a champion instead of play for it. By the way, let me just uh, reiterate what I say every week. All our picks are there. I see Kenny's. I see RJ's. Mine are there. And then there's a blank. Next to Will Brinson's picks on the rundown for the show. We just do it. We like to make sure that you actually read the rundown. Cause we no, I like to make sure one time we you put him in one time just once. What do you RJ, mean? RJ, can you try? I mean, can you get him at least to try? Yeah, I've, I've worked with Will for years. I'm, I'm done trying. I, I, I move positions so I don't have to deal with him anymore. <laughs> yeah, RJ's not dumb enough to, to try to do that. I got too much. Kenny's got 90 billion numbers and data and actual real bets he's making on a daily basis with NBA and NFL and his NHL and everything else and his are in there. Well, some of us are busy making sure our internet doesn't suck. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> and also dealing with my seven year old child who's, who's in, in school right now. That's fine. Whatever. Um, we'll get to the picks. All of my picks are going to be in there by the time that we start actually giving out the picks. There's only two games to analyze. So that's exciting. We will, of course, do it. Uh, we'll split it up. We'll do the NFC first, then the AFC after the break. 
Got to point out that we didn't have a great divisional round, guys. Um, the system works like this. You get $100 each of the first three rounds of the playoffs. You can spend it however you want. Player prop, TD props, whatever it is, you can spend it. But uh, and then we reset each week. So if you're down 50 bucks for the first week of the playoffs, you're down 50 bucks on the overall standings. Um, if you're up 50 bucks, you're up 50 bucks, et cetera. So if you're down 50 bucks the first week and then up 50 bucks in the second week, you're at net zero, which would be a great place to be right now because you'd be leading this contest going into championship week. And Kenny was our divisional round leader and he only, he lost $22. So that's great. Lost a fifth of his budgeted money and, uh, only down two units, I guess. RJ down 27. I was down 42 and Pete was down $61 which means our standings heading into the NFC and AFC championship rounds. RJ, our leader in the clubhouse, negative $31. We're really taking a real crap on our incredible best bets record from the regular season when everyone was 500 or better. I'm negative $54 in second place. Pete in third place, a dollar ahead of Kenny at negative $82 and Kenny negative 83. Um, yeah, we all got screwed by that teaser, though. I mean, I'll remind people we we talked about the obvious teaser was Packers and uh, Ravens, and three of us were on it for uh, for big money. You know, I know Kenny and I would have been up a pretty decent amount on the week if we'd have hit that teaser, and that was not a seventeen three game like we were talking about before we went live. It was a close game all the way, and you get a hundred and one yard pick six. So, what are you going to do in that point? I feel like we we catch that teaser most of the time. Um, do you want to know why it lost? Because it was obvious. Yeah. I know why it lost. Because, because Lamar Jackson couldn't read the, the guy just standing there in, in the middle of the field waiting for him to throw it. Is that why? No, it lost because I bet it in real life. Oh my God. Oh, you mushed it. There he goes. Mickey, Mickey Mush at it again. I didn't have it on the podcast, but I bet it in real life. That's why it lost. I mushed you all. Um, you're the worst at the expense of my own, you know. My own money. Anyway. And by the way, I, I will put an asterisk next to the Chiefs because the Chiefs were covering that game if Mahomes doesn't go out. Sorry. Well, the Ravens would have won the teaser if Lamar didn't go out. Mm, maybe. I mean, I had the Ravens. I had the Ravens as a pick. I thought they would cover that number anyways. But the the Chiefs win that game, and, and that game goes uh, way over the total if he stays in the game. All I needed was Drew Brees to go down the field and get up. Give me touchdown, you know, meaningless touchdown. Couldn't and couldn't get Drew Brees to go down the field and score. Or Jerry Cook not to fumble and Drew Brees not to miss an easy pass. Right. Or, uh, yeah. Look, that's football. You know, you show up and make mistakes, and the ball bounces funny ways, and you get a hundred yard pick six. Without that hundred yard pick six, the Bill, the Ravens probably cover that teaser. Ravens might win the hundred yard pick six. I mean, it's oh, yeah. football's weird like that, man. Um. Divisional round, the favorites went two and two against the spread. The under, unders went one and, uh, or three and one, excuse me. Home teams two and two against the spread. And so far in the playoffs, favorites four and six against the spread and even five and five record for over unders. Home teams four and six against the spread. So let's get to the picks. And obviously within the context of the picks, we'll make analysis of the, the football games. Just two of them this week. So feel free to go a little deeper. You do not have to rush to get your analysis in. And Pete, as the resident Packers homer, the guy who is on the ver- – it's impossible, borderline impossible for Pete not to have a win here in terms of a Super Bowl matchup because really the only guy who could completely screw you is Tom Brady. But even then, you'd have Josh Allen or your pick of the Chiefs, your preseason pick. Of- so you had Chiefs-Packers before the season. Correct. I did. And uh, You'll be unbearable, obnoxious, more so. No. 
no, no. Uh, I I do think that this Packers team is special. I mean, when you go for four, whatever, what was it, four forty? They went against the Rams. I mean, that's the number one defense in the league, and they did whatever they wanted to, going up and down the field on them. So, uh, I think that's going to be at play here. Tampa Bay's defense was outstanding last week. I thought the secondary, which I, by the way, before the season, I said that was going to be the defining unit for the Bucks defense and that team. We knew Brady was going to score points. We knew the pass rush was going to be good, but the young guys are growing up. They played great last week. But they don't run, the Saints. Nobody can run. Nobody scares you down the field. And it's a different animal here. Uh, you know, Adam scares you. Valdez Scantling can run, and he's made some plays, in, you know, last week. So I think that's going to be the difference in this game. I think Rodgers is going to have his way with them. I think they'll protect them well. And I think he's going to be able to hit shots down the field. And on the other side, the interior rush, the Bucks' offensive line has been phenomenal in the two playoff games, by the way. Outstanding. But I think they're going to be able to single up some situations where Zedera guys get some interior pressure on Brady, and he hates interior pressure as do every as does every quarterback. So uh, my lean is to the Packers in this one. I think the Packers are the better team, uh, and I think that will show up in this one. So for this game, I have a couple of different situations that I'm playing here. I got I got the um, I like the Packers. Uh, for twenty dollars of my hundred, and I got a teaser with the Packers uh, as well for twenty dollars, and I have a parlay for ten dollars. I got to get back in the game, guys. I got a ten dollar three theme parlay um, in this one too as well. So uh, I do like the Packers. You should be throwing out, you know, long shot first touchdown <laughs> props if you want to get back in the game. Well, that um, parlay will get me, but you guys won't won't. Uh, you guys won't have great weeks either, so <laughs> based on yeah. our track record. Our, our picks are lining up, so, I mean, maybe we do. Um, I got the Packers minus three. It's at minus 125, so I'm betting 25 to win 20. Uh, Tampa took advantage of turnovers last week. They scored 30 points. They only had 316 yards of offense because they just kept on getting set up. All three of their touchdown drives were under 50 yards. They started on, on, the, on the other side of the field. And Green Bay's offense has the best turnover rate in the league. They're not going to give you those free turnovers. Rodgers has just five interceptions all year. Uh, Green Bay's offense also number one in points for drives, a percentage of drives to end on a score, and red zone success rate. Those are stats I keep on citing with them to uh, to say that their offense is going to be good no matter who they play, and it worked out last week. I think it's going to keep working out. I can't expect Tampa Bay's defense to have the same success they did in that week six matchup, which was, you know, throw it out the window. It was so, so, you know, aberrant about what um what the Packers usually do that I don't I don't think you can translate that over into this game. Uh, Green Bay's defense is actually a key to this game too. They've now held five of their last six opponents to less than 18 points and they're better defending the pass. So I think you can exploit them if you can run a little bit and uh, Tampa obviously is going to be throwing the ball more than they run with Brady. So I actually have Green Bay three points better on a neutral. So if this was neutral field, I would take Green Bay. Uh, I would say this is a good line. I give them three for playoff home game in that weather. It's not going to be as many fans as usual, but Weather, Tampa's got to, got to go up, you know, to, to Green Bay and play. Tom didn't look great in January the last few years. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go Green Bay minus three. I like that one as one of my bets. Um, then I'll also take the over 22 to win 20 on minus 110. Uh, might be snow, but without the wind, it's not going to slow down that offense. Green Bay scored 32 points with 440, 484 yards versus that top defense last year, uh, last week. Green Bay has now scored 30 points in seven of their last eight, 24 plus in the last 10 games. Tampa scored 30 points in their last five and 24 plus in their last nine games. So this seems like a, a baseline of 48. You, don't, you only need an extra field goal to get to, to the 51 that we need here. So I like this game to go over as well. And then I got a couple, you know, um, minor prop bets that we can talk about here in a little bit. 
Yeah, I, I like uh, I like that. Uh, I I only came with Green Bay in the game minus the three, uh, but I I do lean to the over in the game. But you know what? I said I'm not going to fool around. I'm going to go right for the best play that I think, and I think it's the Packers. And uh, Margie, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I I have the the Packers two and a half points better than Tampa. Um, so that home field, how much is it worth? Uh, yeah, I I think. You know, it, it, during a normal season with, with a full crowd, it's worth three and a half points. Um, how many did I want to give? I, I didn't know really how many to give in this game. I thought maybe a point and a half, two points. So, you know, I, I think making the game four, four and a half is, is the right number in the game. So not a lot of edge. And, and then, a, you know, friend says, well, what about the revenge factor? Um, you know, I like revenge factor and what I, what I, and I've gone over the years and crunched the numbers on, and when a team loses a game and they play the next time, the site changes and where that, where that happens and what really means something. So they won in Tampa just because Tampa won that game. Most of the time when, when a team wins and beats somebody, they get overconfident the next game and they're maybe not as focused and the team that lost is going to be extra focused. Well, in this game, Tampa's going to be just as focused. They're, they're not going to take Green Bay lightly because they beat them. They're going to, they're going to come and play their A game and, Green Bay is going to play there again. So there's no real added advantage I can add to uh, the spread for that. So the only thing I could add to the spread is just going back to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 64% covers in Lambeau in his career. He just covers, not only wins, he covers. And that's what great quarterbacks do. And Brady's got a great ATS record too. But um, it, this is in Lambeau. This is Aaron Rodgers' house. I think he wins the game. Now let's go to the guy. Wait, let's get the Brinson. Now the guy who said that the Packers were going to be the team. He picked them as the team that would regress in the NFL this year. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, that look, I, I've, I've, I've owned that many weeks. Yeah. I sent it to you again last week, though, on, on our text, Jane, just to remind you. Yeah. He, couldn't, he couldn't wait for me to finish. He didn't even hear what I said. He just was like, wait till Kenny finishes. I'm going to really hammer Brinson here. Yeah. <laughs> look, um, Dead wrong about the Packers, and and I'll and I'll explain. I mean, I I'll tell you why I thought they would regress is that they had won a lot of one score games. Aaron Rodgers didn't look awesome last year. I think we can all agree that he was not fantastic last year or in or in the last couple of years. Now, what I made the mistake was on the Packers specifically is that, and, and this is why it really bugs me because it was a it was a processed it was a mistake in my process is that I ignored what I was saying. Which is that, and I, this actually popped to my head at one point in the preseason. I was like, yeah, I'll do whatever. Um, but like, I thought the teams that had consistency at offensive line, head coach and quarterback and offensive coordinator too would thrive in the COVID offseason because they had, you know, you have limited reps. You would have more continuity there. You would have to worry about less about adjusting. And that fits the Packers to a T. And I ignored that. And, and at the expense of Aaron Rodgers not looking great in the first year of a system. And the Packers winning a bunch of games by one score. And in hindsight, that was incredibly stupid. Well, how do you explain the Bucks then? What? I mean, I think Tom, they have a ton of, I mean, they were the fifth seed. Like, well, but you just went and you said quarterback and continuity with the offensive line and, and the quarterback and it's a whole new system. And then the, so, well, yeah, yeah. But I, mean, I, I mean, like when I, when I was saying that leading into the season, I said that I think there are a couple teams that can buck the trend, the Colts and the Bucks. No, literally no pun intended. If only because you have quarterbacks who are so, you know, talented that and such veterans that they can come in and they can make it work right away. I thought people like the Cowboys and I was, I, I, again, I bucked 
I didn't listen to myself. Like I thought the Cowboys would struggle because they had a, uh, you know, a quarterback with some stuff going on off the field, dealing with offensive line turnover and a brand new system in, in, a, in a limited. They off- got hurt. I, I know that, but they weren't good before he got hurt. My point being is I'm trying to explain to you why I was wrong. <laughs> and, and we're shooting down every one of your explanations. I mean, not really. I mean, I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job of explaining why I got it wrong. Look, the Packers are great. Rodgers, I don't, I don't buy anybody that says he wasn't motivated by the Jordan Love pick. I think it, I think it got him. I think it, like, dude, all we heard about for 15 years there in Rodgers or 10 years is how he, he said, oh, he gets a chip on his shoulder for the smallest stuff. Oh, that passed him in the draft. Chip on his shoulder. Guy has a chip on his shoulder. There's always a chip on his shoulder. And then they draft a quarterback in the first round after signing to an extension. He doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. Of course he does. He said he was mad about it. Do I think that's everything? No. The second year in Matt LaFleur's system, he's learned to make plays inside the system. He cut down on a bunch of the stuff he does that's freelancing unless he needs to as a secondary option. Devontae Adams elevated himself into the best wide receiver in football. And he's, and the defense has made, look, credit to you, Pete. You said that multiple players in the defense would step up and be better, including Rashawn Gary and Jair Alexander. You nailed their, their, their leaps, uh, almost perfectly in terms of how you thought they would play out. So, so yeah, I was wrong in the Packers. Packers are great. And I think the Packers are going to roll the bucks here. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it's a good matchup for Tampa Bay. They, I know they beat Green Bay earlier in the season, but Green Bay was about to stomp them. Like they were getting ready to stomp them. It was 10 nothing and it was like, Oh, this is over. Tampa Bay is in trouble. And then Rogers threw two of his four picks on the season in the of like three minutes, including a pick six, which he does, just doesn't do. And then the one pick went off of Adams' hands. Well, he and Adams, Adams had just come back from injury. Like I right. heard Orlovsky talking about, he's like, oh, you got to want to watch Carlton Davis and Devontae Adams in man coverage. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's like, are you nuts? Carlton Davis is a dead man walking this time around. He got him last time because Devontae Adams is coming off injury. He and Rodgers didn't have the rapport. They are and remember, and, and it's crazy. Lazard was banged up, and Valdez. Yeah. There weren't any rhythm there, and and that pick six. You're right. The pick six changed the entire flow of the game. That was the, and then they went on a what was it, twenty eight ten at the half. Yeah, and the yeah. Packers, Packers gave up. Here's the other thing: Tampa Bay has not been a very good team early in games for much of the season. It's because Bruce Arians is a stubborn old man, and he's a great football coach, but he's stubborn as hell. He wants to run the ball early and he doesn't start to really wing it around until his team is trailing. Um, the Packers are one of the best teams early in games because Matt LaFleur skip, scripts things out really well and Rodgers is dialed in. And I think we see a situation where the Packers get up early here and the Buccaneers are forced to throw the ball. So I think that results in the overhitting, but I think it results in the Packers covering too because they're going to get a lead. I think they'll keep throwing the ball. Matt LaFleur was on the staff that lost to Tom Brady. 28-3 game in Atlanta, you know, in, in Houston in that Super Bowl. I don't think he'll want to have a comeback against him. Um, so I think they keep throwing. I, I'm going to take in this game for my bets, Packers first quarter minus a half for 10 bucks. I'm going to take the Packers minus three for $20. And I'm going to take the Packers team total over 27 and a half for $20 as my main bets. Any thoughts on those? You're well, getting, you're getting you plus s- money on that first quarter bet, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, one thing you said that I don't necessarily agree with about running the football for mm-hmm. the Bucks. Uh, I think we saw against New Orleans in the last meeting, not this playoff game meeting, that he run the ball at all, and you saw what happened to Brady. He got just maimed. 
But this week they ran the ball and it, and it helped the offensive line and it made it easier on him to make his throws. I think they need to actually run the ball in this game. Sure. I think, I think Fournette and Jones have to be factors in this game because that's what Green Bay is. They're a get up, get ahead lead and then take you out of what you want to do and turn their edge rushers against you in a bunch of different, you know, different schemes and, and ways to attack them. So I think running the ball is imperative for the Bucks in this game. I don't disagree with that. I just think, but I think it does play into the first quarter into the, into the Packers possibly getting a lead. Now. Yeah, I agree with that because the, don't the Packers, then they scored 12 times on their first possession in the regular season, which is the most in the league. And, and so I agree with you. I think that, and, and the Bucks have been slow starters. And I, I, I mean, I think, I think this game is also a really good live betting opportunity to take the over live because if you look at the sort of the possessions, I talked about this, I was on the deep dive podcast with Andy and Drew, um, on Wednesday night and we talked about this, but like, the Packers are going to have probably some methodical drives, the scripted drives where they're, you know, they're running these plays that they've planned out ahead of time. They're going to get, they're going to get down there, probably get some points. Maybe it's 10 nothing or 10 three at the end of the first quarter, whatever it is. I think you're going to see that total, especially if it's snowing kind of drop down. But I think as this game goes along and the Bucks are forced to pass more, you could really see some scoring back and forth and we could end up being a, a shootout. What's the weather forecast? It's for snow flurries, but it's not going to be windy, right? No right. wind. Correct. No wind. That, that, that plays into the hands of the offense in that scenario. Yeah. Slick field, better for the offense. Yep. Pass rushers can't get their traction. Defensive backs don't have as much, you know, ability to plant and go. So I, I think it's, if there's no wind, it's a big advantage for the. It's a 340 Packers. kick. 340 kick. Is that right? 305, I think. 305. So we're looking at almost no wind. Actually looks like the, the, we won't have any snow as of right now. The snow will all be. The, uh, in the morning. Yep. And about 28 degrees throughout the course of the game. It's actually not that bad for that time of the year in Green Bay. As someone who was there, uh, the last time they played a championship game in Green Bay, um, that day was the coldest day of my entire life. That was, that was what? That, isn't that the last championship game in Green Bay was when they lost to the Giants? Yeah. That wasn't the that day. Uh, 2011. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. No, this was a divisional round, 2011. No, they went and beat. They beat. The, they beat him to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, not the, the the Coughlin game when he was cheeks were all red. I thought that was. Uh, um, he turned the ball when Favre turned the ball over in overtime, and they they won an oh, overtime. Oh, 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 yeah, and yeah, gotcha, yeah. And, and that game, that game was so cold. The hotel was about a mile and a half, not a mile, not even a mile, but about half a mile away from the parking lot, not even the parking lot, from the entrance. So you had to walk through the parking lot. And they had shuttles to the game, and I missed it. And so I said, okay, I'll just walk over. And I was bundled up. I took four steps outside the front door and turned around back inside and found the kid. I paid him 20 bucks to drive me that half mile in the parking lot. And they were tailgating. (laughs) <laughs> we're tailgating. There's something wrong with people. So you stand the, uh, outside in 25 degree below weather. What were they doing? I, I just looked it up. The weather that day. Sorry, I was getting confused with the 2011 Giants when they beat him in. Yeah. Um, cause Rogers, this is the first time he's ever hosted the right championship game. Uh, the, but the weather in 2007 and that kickoff was at, uh, 640, negative one degrees. 
Cool. Wind chill 12 miles an hour, wind chill, or wind 12 miles an hour, wind chill got it down to negative 23. It was the, it was by far and away the coldest I've ever been in my life. It was miserable. Um, RJ, I was, it was cold last week, last year in Kansas City for the championship game. Yeah, that's but how not you got, that kind of cold. That's how you got, um, uh, memed onto, uh, the night. That was the week before. That was the week before though, actually. Uh, RJ, do you have any concerns about Tampa's travel schedule here? I had concerns last week and didn't, 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 didn't play a payoff, you know, because of those turnovers. I think that was more a product of New Orleans offense just not looking good. But yeah, I mean, five row games now in six weeks. You got to think that they're going to have to run out of gas at some point. The good news for them though is if they can get through this week and then get the win, they don't have to travel next week because, uh, or, you know, two weeks from now, they get to play the Super Bowl at home. So maybe that's the light at the end of the tunnel for them. Uh, you know, going off the wind factor, the weather factor, we said it could be a healthy offenses because it's not actually going to be windy. Uh, my other bet for this game uh, that I'm actually putting a bet on is you can go in the future section of William Hill and, and take either the highest or lowest scoring team on the weekend um, for the four the four teams that are still alive. And I like Green Bay to be the highest scoring team on Sunday, a plus 210. I know the total is lower in this game than it is the other game, but I just think that Green Bay has the higher scoring potential considering what they've done on the year. So I think it should be higher than the Buffalo Kansas City total. That's why I took the over on the Green Bay game. So I think there's plenty of value here. Uh, hey, plus, plus be 10, 20 to win 42. Kenny, what are you seeing? Like, I mean, you're out there in Vegas. You got your ear to the ground on the casino floor. What do you, uh, what are, are people, what, what are the, what, where's the smart money coming in? Have you seen anything, anything that surprises you or I feel like the Packers have to be the public team in this game. Yeah, they are right now. 63% of the wagers are, are on the Packers. Uh, the line was four when it came out four. Uh, the, the professionals jumped on the plus four and the plus three and a half. Um, I took four myself. Um, the first day when it came out, cause I thought that's too high. I don't think that's, I, I don't think that's where it's going to end up. I thought it would gravitate to three and was lucky that I was right. So I'll uh, just have more on, on Green Bay and I'll hope the game, now I'll have a bigger bet on the game and hope, hope it can fall three or four and be a, be a nice payoff. The other, the, uh, well, I talked about the other one next, but yeah, the, it's, it's all Green Bay. It really is right now, but, uh, that's not that high of a percentage, 63%. You know, it's not that bad. There's still, there's still a lot of Tampa Bay backers plus three. Um, but it, it, it has shifted up just a little bit. I'm seeing more three and a halfs back in the market now, though. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, Kenny, we went, we were trying to, Will was trying to figure out what kind of inside information you're getting when you're hanging out at the bottle clubs at all those, uh, high end casinos. <laughs> they know nothing. They know absolutely nothing. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, not like, I guess Vegas is kind of open. Although I did see that, uh, the Vegas, they're saying no Super Bowl parties at casinos this year, which is kind yeah. of crazy. Nope. No, no parties. Can't yeah. have them. Can't have groups of more than, uh, I think more than 10. At the, at the casinos, really? <laughs> well, just at any, anywhere, like in a, a restaurant, you can't call for a reservation right now and, and for a party of 10. Can't oh, do wow. it. I, I think, I think four is eight is the most people, but you have to sit at two different tables. Yep. Uh, it's, you know, not, we're not all Florida. I got a couple, I got a couple of thoughts here. Um, first of all, I'm going to put, I'm going to keep riding this streak that I've been on with the Devontae Adams first touchdown. As I mentioned, the Packers like to script out their plays early on. Devontae Adams is the, one of the, probably the top red zone target in the NFL this year. Um, he, they use him in short yardage 
Rodgers runs. Sometimes we saw the motion that Matt LaFleur had last week where they got him across the formation and then a quick, easy dump off. I know Tampa Bay has really good linebackers um, and some good corners as well, but I just think it's so hard. to. Adams is so fast and so athletic with his size that it's difficult to cover him even in those spots, and they'll post him up too sometimes. I think they can do that against these corners. He's plus 550. He's the lowest number out there, but it's still too low. It needs to be like plus 250 for how often he scores. So I'll put 10 bucks of my 100 on Devontae Adams at plus 550, 10 to win 55. Um, and I'm also going to take Aaron Rodgers over pass touchdowns, which at William Hill right now is uh, plus 150. I'm going to put 10 bucks on that. So he's got to throw three passing touchdowns. That's a lot. Uh, but my bets are all sort of correlated here with the Packers scoring early, Packers team total going over. And I, I think when you look at the Bucks, the strength of their defense is the interior. And Vita Vea possibly coming back here. It's only going to be better against the run. And so I think they will let Rodgers throw more often. We could see a couple of deep shots, particularly if, you know, you get somebody slipping on the tundra. It's, it's heated tundra, but still, uh, maybe, maybe we get a little action there. Any other bets or insight into this game? Yeah, I had, I didn't, the, the player props came out, you know, about, I think half an hour before we started recording. So I had already done all my homework and assigned all my money. So I can't put any money on these, but I like the Leonard Fournette over 22 and a half receiving yards. He's top 30 get receiving yards in three of his last four while, and they play from ahead mostly. Um, so I think if they're playing from behind, there should be more targets for him. He, he looked pretty effective, uh, last week, even with Ronald Jones back and Green Bay's allowed the third most receiving yards to running backs on the year in the regular season. So it seems like a good matchup. It seems like the number 22 and a half is too low. I think it's going to go up, um, you know, as we get closer to Sunday. So I would get on it early because I just think it's going to bump up at least a few, few yards, if not even five yards. All right. Uh, any other any other thoughts on that? If not, forever hold your peace. I said we're all on the Packers here, right? Correct. Mm. Yes, sir. So uh, congrats to the Bucks for making the Super Bowl. That's right. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad matchup for like for for purposes of the people who. Yeah, but you know, Green Bay could win by one, and we'd all be losers, and the Bucks would be losers too, though. RJ, is that what you're calling Bucks win? Bucks win. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm Packers cover. Uh-oh. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the AFC Championship game. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. 
With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. All right, so the Bills and the Chiefs playing at 6.40 p.m. Eastern time, only on CBS. Jim Nance, Tony Robo, Tracy Wolfson, live from Arrowhead Stadium. Um, RJ, I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, how – are you, like, pinching your – like, what, like – is it hard to believe that the Bills are knocking on the door of the Super Bowl? I mean, it didn't feel like yeah. it happened this quickly. Yeah, if you'd asked me two years ago, it would have been hard to believe. But I actually uh, listened to the Pick 6 podcast, and I've heard uh, you know somebody named Pete Prisco talk them up over the last couple of years. So I fully expected this coming into this year. So uh, You did uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, yeah, maybe, of one to maybe, 10 maybe not this high, but, uh, but, you know, maybe not conference championship with a legit chance to go to the Super Bowl. But yeah, I did expect him to be good this year. Pete, are you a little, is party a little sad that you didn't pick the Bills to go to the Super Bowl? Well, I picked them to be in this game though, to play yeah, the Chiefs. Nobody, nobody cares about that. Breach, well, I do. Which is like, I picked the Packers to go to the NFC championship game in 2019. Like nobody cares. It's a no. small pick. That's all that matters. Well, I, no, I'm not, I don't, I don't have any reservations about not picking them. No, I, I thought they would be really good. I thought the pack. I thought the Patriots would be better than they are. No, I thought they'd win the division. I thought they'd win it easily. I, I just thought that they'd run into Mahomes in a buzzsaw in the championship game, and and they're better than that. They're better than I thought they would be. I'll be honest with you. I thought they'd be really good. I thought next year would be the year where they might even be considered one of the favorites for the whole thing. But they're better than I thought they would be. I heard uh, Steve Tasker talking on the around the NFL podcast the other day. Um, with my, with my buddies, Dan, Mark, Greg, and Greg. And he was like, look, you know, Josh Allen, he's like, nobody saw this coming from Josh Allen. And like, he worked, he works in the building. Like nobody saw this coming. Like, I think it was, it was reasonable to expect him to take a step forward, even a, like a bit, like a leap. He took a mammoth leap forward and has been awesome in the playoffs. Kenny, uh, when you start to look at this game, Bills at Chiefs, Chiefs minus three, it looks like the Chiefs tweeted out right as we started this podcast that Mahomes, it was, you know, he's not even on the primary, like he doesn't even look like he's a top two concern about guys who are not playing. It feels like Mahomes is playing. Do you think that's baked into the line here? Yeah, partially. I think when it's announced that, uh, he is playing for sure, you could see this go up to four. I, th- I think it'll take a little bit of move up, but it's, it's the, the total being 54, it's baked in. Yeah, Mahomes is playing because if he's not playing, that total is not over 50. Um, and, and I felt like the spread would be right around three, three, three and a half, four with Mahomes playing. See, I, I think it's already kind of baked in. I mean, 90% Mahomes right now, that line showing. Yeah. Hey, um, hey Will, uh, by the way, Dr. Brady Quinn, medicine man said he doesn't even think he had a concussion. Uh, he, he thought that, and I, and really when you look at it, where did he get hit in the head? But he, he, he missed one question when they, and, and I said this on, on the show yesterday I said you know what the question was and they weren't sure how he would answer it were you okay when they sent the play call in for you to run with your bad foot <laughs> he said and he said no so they, they weren't sure and that's why he failed the concussion protocol that was one of the dumbest play calls I've ever seen in my life 
Okay, Andy Reid deserves a ton of credit for being aggressive and being a great play caller. And they ran it earlier on the goal line. But you have your franchise quarterback with a bump foot, and you're running him in that situation? That's just stupidity. And and if Andy Reid was sitting across from me, I'd tell him, I'd say, Andy, what the hell are you doing? Why would you do that? That's just dumb. I don't disagree with you. As somebody who had Damian Williams to score the first touchdown at 20-1 to 1 in that game, um, especially after RJ talked me out of taking Patrick Mahomes at 13-1 to 1 on our well, line. That was a bad bet because Damian Williams hasn't played all year. What's that? That was a bad bet because Damian Williams hasn't played all year. Damian Williams is a bad bet? To yeah. Daryl Williams. Dam- oh, Damien. Oh my God. If Damien Williams scored, <laughs> you should get a lot more. Your odds should be a lot better than that. 20, 20 to 1 is awful. I'll yeah. give you, I'll give you a million to 1 that he won't score this week. How about that? <laughs> Damien Williams, music. No, Damien opted out. His mother has an issue. He actually uh, joined us on a Twitch stream for fantasy football today earlier this year. But yeah, I had Daryl and they ran that option play. Like, have your guy pitch it. Mahomes doesn't need it. You know, Mahomes' legs have kind of unlocked a lot of this offense, especially last year in the playoffs. And you saw him gimping around before he even suffered the concussion. Like, he looked like his foot was a problem. That's almost more of a concern for me in this game than whether or not he'll play because of the concussion. I think he's – But but he hurt the foot after the first run. So you can almost excuse him for the first run, but then he hurt it foot and then he ran it again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 He did that again. He did that too against Denver last year when he got hurt. And he, and he, yeah. It blew up his kneecap. All right. Anyway, the game is Chiefs minus three. As Kenny mentioned, the over under is 54. You can watch this on CBS, of course, and on CBS all access. If you don't have CBS all access, make sure and go get a subscription before this game. Uh, may you, li- you live in New York, you know, your cable provider screws up. CBS gets knocked out. What do you do? You don't panic. You fire up all access. We had you covered. Also get an HD antenna, but whatever. Um, Pete, what do you like in this game? I like a lot in this game. Uh, first off, I love this game. I, I am so excited to watch this game. I can't wait. Uh, I mean, you get two young guns with the big arms. It's the two youngest matching up in a championship game since Vince Ferragamo against Doug Williams. And uh, you guys might be too young to remember that, but Kenny remembers it. I know he does. Vince Ferragamo. Um Remember, he came down from Canada and became the starting quarterback for the Rams and, and got him to the, to the Super Bowl. But, um, and what was the score of that game? I think it was nine nothing, if I remember <laughs> correctly. <laughs> We've come a long way, baby. Um, this is a high scoring game. I think this is going to go up and down, up and down. It, you know, one thing about Buffalo, be who you are. I get concerned sometimes when these teams get in big games and Okay, well, maybe we'll run the ball to keep Mahomes off the field. No, be who you are. You don't run the ball. You throw it on all the downs. Just keep consistently playing that way, and you'll be okay. I think they will play well. I think they'll score a lot of points. I think Kansas City will score a lot of points. It's not going to be like the last time. The last time, you kind of got to throw that game out a little bit. Remember, that was the prepare for them on a Thursday. You're not going to play them on a Thursday. You're going to play on a Tuesday against Tennessee. You come back and play them on a Monday. You're kind of caught in the prep for both games and they ran all over them this time around i don't think the chiefs are going to fall into that trap and run all over they're going to throw it more high scoring game i think it's going to get to 60 and 31 30 so my bet is buffalo plus the points for 20 but i'm uh no that's not what i have i'm sorry i I have the bills and kc over for 50 but i have the bills and packers in a teaser for 20 and i also have a 10 dollar parlay Packers, Bills, and Bills KC over. 
So I'm loading up on the over in this game. I think, I think it gets to 61, 31, 30, 31, 30, Kansas City. Mm. Ooh. Go with your heart. Take the bills. <laughs> That's your heart. You know what? I'm going to do it. But Bill, Bills plus three, minus 105. Whoa. 21 to win 20. Wow. I, think they, I think they win the game. I think they win the game. Wait till Mahomes is ruled in. Don't take it at the plus three. We have, we have to lock our picks in now. We don't get the advantage of getting the best of the number. But uh, I'm completely in line with what Kenny said. I think it's going to go up to three and a half at least. And I, I would have put it at four when Mahomes is ruled in. And uh, take the bills there. I mean, throughout last week in terms of stats due to very windy conditions, Buffalo is still the number one team in weighted DVOA, well ahead of Kansas City, who ranks 22nd in DVOA on defense. They're both, those two teams are even in net yards for pass attempt on offense. Buffalo's slightly better in that stat on defense. So if it is a, a passing game, and I do expect that, you know, you said, don't get cute and run the ball. Don't, don't be not who you are. I mean, they didn't do that last week. They didn't call the design run until like what, the end of the first half, maybe like two minutes left, something around there. Um, so I think they're going to throw the ball. Buffalo's better on third down and in the red zone on both sides of the ball. Um, so I, I love the Bills here. Bills plus three. I'm try, I'm trying not to be, you know, rose colored glasses, but I do think they win. And, uh, the flip side of that bet, highest scoring team, Kansas City lowest scoring team on Sunday, plus 340, $10 to win 34. They're the third of the fourth teams here, but out of the final four teams, they scored the fewest points on the year. They're 29.1 points per game. The others are 30 plus. You could say they rested starters in week 17, but they scored 21 in that game. They scored 17 the game before. It didn't really have a big effect on their, their point per game numbers by playing the backups in that game. Buffalo played their backups for a half too, and they scored 50 something in the week 17. So I think they're the worst of the four teams in the red zone as well. Um, according to the stats, they could settle for one or two more field goals and make the difference here being the, the lower scoring team. So I think the other game has a better chance of being, you know, a, a 60 point game. This is one where Bills win by, you know, four or seven and Kansas City stays in the, in the twenties, I think. Wow. I took, three, I took okay. three, three and a half with, with Buffalo, uh, early just thinking that if Mahomes doesn't play, I got a, I got a great number. Uh, this game open pick, um, in the offshore world, the gray area moved to, moved to Buffalo one, uh, back to pick. And then all of a sudden some Vegas books started open and they opened at two and a half. And man, those, there was four or five offshore books to put it up first. They were all at, at pick. They, and they jumped. Everybody jumped to two and a half, uh, and then to three. And then there was three and a half. And I thought, I, you know, I, I'm guessing Mahomes is going to play, but I'll take the three and a half just to, if he doesn't play anyway, I do like it. I've, I've continued to upgrade my ratings. You know, uh, RJ just went through the DVOA ratings. Buffalo, by far the best team. They're playing the best of anybody right now. The current form, Buffalo is playing better than Kansas City. And I'm going to take the points with the Buffalo Bills going with this game. I, I do lean to the over a little bit. Um, but again, I'm just going to put my money on Buffalo here, uh, plus the three, what we have on the show. And, um, that's my fifty dollar play, and hey, I gotta, I have to jump out here, guys. I got another show here in five minutes. Um, sorry about that, and I got five guys waiting for me to eat. Oh, we'll go get your, go get your. Uh... Wow, look at you! Whoa, 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 the real story there is the guy out in Vegas is getting five guys and not in and out. Deliver. Oh, I five guys are so much better than in and out. I agree, it's much better. Really I agree. Better. I agree with that one as well. And yeah. by the way, it's let's see, it's one forty-five. Is that a late lunch? Is that what that is? That's a late lunch. Yeah. There you go. Okay, go eat. Thanks. Bon appetit. Good luck this weekend. All right, Kenny. Brief pause there. It's a pregnant pause, so so Debo could reset the video when he goes. Um, I do love that Kenny has mysterious uh 
cheeseburgers and, and meetings planned. At the same time. Yeah. So that leads me to believe that there wasn't a meeting as food was getting cold. And I think he, somebody was like, do you want this cheeseburger? It's cold. He's like, yes, I do. Um, yeah. Yeah. I gotta go. Not an issue I gotta go. So whatever. And the stream yard, uh, we love this. I love it. It pops up and you know, automatically readjusts or maybe Devo did that on the back end. Who, who, who the hell knows? Not my, not my question to ask that. Um, I can't, I don't know what I like in this game in terms of the side. I'm having a really hard time deciding who I think is going to win. My, I, I keep kind of gravitating towards Buffalo, but then I'm like, am I really going to bet against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in an AFC title game? No. I mean, like what? I mean, Sean McDermott's an Andy Reid disciple. Is he going to outcoach Andy Reid in this spot? Andy Reid didn't get outcoached much and he's playing with, not house money because he wants to win another Super Bowl, but he doesn't have the, you know, the butt, the butt puckering Andy Reid playoff disasters that he does that he used to. You saw him go for it on fourth down against the Browns. I feel like old Andy punts that. And he's just, you know, he, he just, he's coaching open. My biggest concern is like, all right, Pete, let me ask you this. Brady mentioned it on, on, uh, earlier in the week, but like, do the Bills have the personnel potentially to slow down the Chiefs offense if Mahomes can't run? Like if Mahomes is limited at all, can they bracket Kelsey, put Trey White on Tyreek Hill and minimize the damage here? Is that possible? I don't think they're going to slow him down. I'm I'm in the minority on that one. I, I think I think during this regular season, and, and RJ made good points about the points being down for Kansas City. I just think they kind of went through the motions to get to where they are now. And now it's time to crank it up. And they were going to crank it up last week until he got hurt. I'm sorry. They were getting ready to go. And I think they're going to score here. Um, but yeah, no, do they match up well with them? Look, the linebackers can run. That's important against, uh, against Kelsey. You know that. Uh, Tredavious White, I wouldn't leave him in man coverage on Hill. I mean, he's a good corner, but that's a, that's a whole different dynamic when you're playing Hill and man situation. So I'd be careful with that. But again, you got to be able to pressure the quarterback. Here's the, t- the teams that have played Mahomes well are the ones that make him patient. The Chargers make him patient, and they've played him well. If you go back over the last couple of years, he's not done great against them. He's put up decent numbers, not big, gaudy numbers. So if I'm the Bills, I'm playing my my two-high shell, and I'm going to say, go ahead, be patient. And if you're going to be patient, fine. We might get a sack, turnover in that situation, but make him, make him take the plays that are there. So yeah, do they match up well with them? They have the athletes to run at linebacker with with Milano and and Edmonds with with them, and the two safeties are really good players. They're, those guys are keys to that defense. They were great last week and coming up, and they can play off as well. They were the the, the first kind of pieces of that defense. They shelled out that money a few years ago when yep. they we first got there, and they said this is what we need to build around, and they've proven to be worth all that money. You know when they brought them in because yeah, they have been playing well, both of them. Yeah, I mean, there's just something in the back of my mind that says, like, Buffalo's going to pull this off. But I, they're a little public. Like, everybody's kind of on the bills and ready to fade the Chiefs. And I think, I mean, do you really do you really think the bills are better, RJ? Is this a, I'm going with my heart? It's close enough, so my heart's going to be the tiebreaker here. I think the bills are playing better right now. I think their defense is playing a little bit better. Um, and I think the offense is just, just you know, I'm pretty close to unstoppable. I mean, I worry about them not having a run game, but you don't really need one in this day and age. You know, the, the Chiefs made it work with, with kind of nobody at running back the last couple of years too. Um, you know, no, no, no huge names there. So yeah, I think that they're better right now. I think the coaching staff is there. I, you know, I know Andy Reid is, is probably the best coach in the league, but is Sean McDermott's in that top five as well. Um, 
the assistants up and down the board. Those guys should have got, uh, you know, hired for, for head coaching jobs and maybe Leslie Frazier will, but I mean, it's still a great staff all up and down. Diggs really unlocked that offense, bringing him in as the number one option. They got depth everywhere. Offensive lines playing well. I mean, I don't know where you're dinging the bills really to say that, that they're definitely worse than the Chiefs in some place and they scored more than the Chiefs all year. The only place you ding them and they've been better at it is in the run defense. But this, if the Chiefs, and I said this to Brady Quinn the other day, I said, if the Chiefs are coming in the game, they're going to run. You've defeated them already. That's right. your, ideally go ahead. If that's what you want to do, have at it. I'd much rather have you run the ball than have Mahomes go back and sling it around. I'll say this. I think the one sort of script where I, I don't, I think the run thing can actually work is where the Chiefs get the ball first. They, Ten play nine eight nine ten play drive down the field, feeding Edwards Hilaire out of the shot out of shotgun. He's picking up chunk yardage in the run game. They're hitting Kelsey, converting third downs. Tyreek's scaring them deep, but he, you know they're not taking the shots. They get down, they score a touchdown. They the Bills have had a bunch of three and outs early this postseason against the Colts and the Ravens. So like, you get a three and out for the Bills. I'm not saying it definitely happens, just just in this scenario. And then the Chiefs strike again, and suddenly it's fourteen nothing. And Josh Allen is, and it's like late in the first, early second quarter. There's a ton of clock that's already been used off. And Josh Allen is sort of feeling the pressure on this stage in Arrowhead. You know, there's a big enough crowd. I mean, it made an impact the last, uh, in a bunch of these games in Green Bay and Kansas City and, um, and certainly Buffalo, these loud, drunk Midwestern nut jobs or New, upper New York nut jobs. And like Josh Allen starts to press. I think that's kind of the scenario where it could get ugly for Buffalo. But even then, like I would want to be back in Buffalo live plus 10 because I think they, they're so explosive offensively. They're going to come back and. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of walking through scenarios in my head. Yeah, but I think you get to go go quick to Hill for 23, hit Kelsey for 16, then go over the top and hit, uh, yeah. you know, somebody else for 50 and a touchdown. Next thing you know, or whatever it is, 40. You look up and you go, oh my god, here they come all day long. I think that's even more Absolutely. tough to handle if you're the Bills, because yeah. then you take the field saying, uh oh, we got to score every single possession. That puts more pressure on you. So I, I think they're both going to throw it around. I think the Bills walk into these games though, thinking they are going to score every time out. That's just how good the offense has been. And I don't think Allen's going to feel that pressure. I just don't think he's the kind of guy that's inside his own head. I think he just goes out and plays his game. And I don't see him, you know, thinking about uh, seeing ghosts like Sam Darnold did that one day. And they got, I think he's just going to go out there, play, play, do what he can and uh, shut it down and let his talent take over. I'm really surprised that RJ didn't pick the Chiefs here because it would have been a double winner for him. Yeah. If the Chiefs, if the Chiefs win, I mean, if the Bills win, but you, you had the Chiefs, then it, you, you're happy either way. You're going to be happy it, both ways. This way you won't be happy if the Bills don't win and cover. It's completely, way. it's completely irrelevant. The, the happiness that I feel if the Bills win this game is nowhere near the happiness I feel if I get a pick right. It's, it's completely different. You, the Bills, the Bills, you'd rather have the Bills win no matter what. This is right. the Bills. It's completely inconsequential to, to my, my thinking. You know, I'm not yes. going to have an emotional I, hedge because the emotions are so, you know, I know. Uh, I'm just messing stacked, with you. Uh, over on the other side. It's a great story. If Buffalo, if Buffalo gets there, it's a great story. Yes. It really is. It's a fantastic story. It's a, it's a quarterback that took abuse after abuse after more abuse getting to the Super Bowl and, Sean McDermott's done a great job with and that. that Twitter cult. What'd you say? Yeah, from your Twitter cult buddies, Brinson. <laughs> uh, all right. So my picks for this, I've got, I actually think it's going to start out slow. I think both of these games are good live betting games where you can get sort of more methodical 
again, scripted offenses as Buffalo and Kansas City does it well. I'm not saying that they won't score early. I just think you'll see these drives built out the way they want them to. And they'll have shot plays in there, but I think there's an option to live bet the over at like midway through or at the end of the first quarter, depending how many points there are. So I would be on the lookout for that. I do think we could see both games end up in, in the, in the sixties easily, but I'm going to take the first half under in uh, Buffalo and Kansas city. And that uh, first half total is cause I had it and I lost it. First half total uh, under 26 and a half. I'm going to do that for uh, $20. And I'm also going to do, I think I have 26, $20 left. But we'll whatever I've left on a um, Packers Chiefs money line money line parlay pays out one plus one fifty five. I think the favorite's going to win this game. Two best teams in football, pretty much all year. I think they pull it off. Sorry, RJ. Yeah, it's funny because you always like to have the the narrative and the hot take. You like to base some of your picks on on uh, whatever. If everybody likes something, you don't you don't like it. You like the other side. There's no like analysis involved. You're just like, yeah, they like it. I don't like the other side. I, I've done so, I've done all the analysis in my head. Like I think the Bills are. I, I told you, I don't know. I don't know who's going to win this game. And I think. So what are you saying, RJ? That he makes picks I, and pick I, division winners well, for clickbait. My my yeah. My point was that it's funny that now he comes and he takes the two home teams. Right. <laughs> in the, in the, clickbait. Uh, Willie the clickbait. Most likely to happen is is the, that's his parlay. So. Why, that was my point. What, what, what's wrong with that? I'm just saying it's a departure from what you usually do. You're always like, oh, you want to be the guy that's ahead of the game, and if everybody's on a pick, then you switch it to the other one because you want to. So be just ahead picking of the, game. the Lions. To be, so just um, picking the Lions. This time you're just like yeah. Yeah, you're just like uh, both the home teams money money line parlay. Let's do I'm it. just gonna back Rogers in Mahomes. And Nothing I mean, wrong with it. It could win if you like the value of plus one fifty five. Then sure, you know, yeah. take it. I mean, look, I just said it's, it's different from what you usually do. If it's Bills Bucks in Tampa in two in three weeks or two weeks, I won't be surprised at all. I think I think both of these games very much can. Can I don't you know this isn't to me Green Bay San Francisco last year where I felt very confident that Green Bay was going to get steamrolled just because of the matchup with San Francisco. I think this is a game where there's football, there's going to be weird things that happen in this game, like a like a D Ford offsides, you know, is going to cause one of these teams to advance to the Super Bowl like it was a few few, few years ago. Uh, here is the recap. Wait, I got I got a little bit more. One, one, actually, two more bets for you. Because we we can't do player props because uh, the player props aren't out. We don't know about Mahomes. They haven't posted. But we can do first touchdown, last touchdown props. I got two dollars left over. I'm sure people are doing the math. They got their notepads out, writing down all my picks, and they're like, "Wait a minute, he's only bet ninety eight dollars. He has two dollars left over. I'm gonna bet a dollar on Josh Allen to get the first touchdown in the game, running it in plus nine hundred. I'm gonna bet a dollar on Josh Allen to get the last touchdown in the game, plus nine hundred. All I needed one of those to hit for my my two dollar bet total to to get to nine bucks, and I was thinking about do I want to do this or not. Then I heard Ryan Wilson on the Bold Predictions podcast decide to uh, predict something has never happened before. Quarterback at six touchdowns in the game, including two rushing touchdowns. I said, sure, let's split them up, make them the first and last touchdowns, and Josh Allen can win both these bets. So give me that for two dollars. Uh, if he gets the first or last touchdown, I'm going to hit nine. If he somehow gets both, I get eighteen bucks there. Um, I don't don't hate it. Don't hate it at all. Le'Veon Bell, limited practice, don't use him. I think there's a little bit of value in Clyde Edwards Delaire and Daryl Williams. Maybe even Daryl there at 14 to 1. You know, they were doing that even with Clyde Edwards Delaire in. They were giving other, they were giving Daryl the goal line carries, I feel like, before, when he, before they signed Le'Veon. So like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he gets the Chiefs goal line carries down there. Mahomes is 16 to 1. I don't think Andy Reid will run in, but, eh, I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't think so. Um, by the um, way, I don't want to play producer here, but let's wrap it up. Okay, let's get out of here. We'll do a pregame with RJ and Larry Hartstein. Uh, you can check that out as well. Pete has to go to the proctologist. I don't know what you got going on this afternoon. Um, I got a radio interview I got to do. Yeah, who with who? Huh? Jacksonville. Oh, tell Urban we said hey. Pete's got the Casey Bills over for 50 bucks. The Bills Packers teaser for 20. Packers minus three for 20. Packers and the Bills Chiefs over parlay for $10. That's just the over plus the Packers money line. No, it's, it's Packers, Packers, on, Packers, Packers minus three. Chiefs, Bills over and the Bills. It's a three teamer. Okay. okay. Plus the Bills. All right. There's some confusion there. Uh, we'll, we'll edit that up. And then RJ has Green Bay minus three for 20. Tampa Bay, Green Bay over 51 for 20. Green Bay, highest scoring team on Sunday, 20 to win 42. Buffalo plus three for 20. Casey, lowest scoring team on Sunday, 10 to win 34. Josh Allen, first TD, one, $1 to win $9. And Josh Allen, last TD, $1 to win $9. Kenny, Keep it simple, stupid. Two bets. Packers minus three fifty bucks. Bills plus three for fifty bucks. I think Kenny Kenny got bored with the format. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's trying to like get cute. He's like, nah. Like, no, no, enough of that. 50 yeah. 50. Um, I got a Packers minus three for twenty. The Packers first quarter minus a half for ten. Packers team total over twenty seven and a half for ten. Devontae Adams first touchdown, ten to win fifty five. Aaron Rodgers over two and a half pass touchdowns, ten to win fifteen. Bills, Chiefs, first half under 26 and a half, uh, 20 on that. And then I think I've got 10 left. If not, whatever's, whatever's left. Packers, Chiefs, money line. <laughs> it's punish. on your rundown. Take a look at it. You got the numbers p- typed out right there. You can't can be prepared. You can't, well, you know yeah. what I have left. You should know. $20. You know $20. <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea. He has no idea. It's all on the rundown. It's, a, it's not on the rundown. One day, one day, Debo's going to take the rundown, make a copy of it, and show it to the people out there, and show how you're not prepared, and everybody else is. Nobody who listens to this podcast thinks I'm prepared. That's the so show. Nobody, nobody on the podcast with you thinks you're prepared either. Good job, Vincent. <laughs> beat you. All right, that's the show. Thanks for watching. We'll be back on Sunday afternoon, hour before the first kickoff on Twitch and YouTube to uh, preview it. Pete, RJ, thanks for hanging out. For Kenny, I'm Will. See you guys later. See ya. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.